Fasten your seatbelts, put your tray tables up and get prepared to for takeoff. Because after the last couple of years of restrictions, it seems as though it is time to get globe trotting again. Or maybe not, because the world of travel is still a little weird. On one hand, the restrictions that we've had to mean that we can't jump on a plane, but now we can. But on the other hand, the world is now facing a global recession and indulgences could be cut. It's a looming question that we've been putting to a lot of the CEOs that we've been interviewing on Money News over the last few weeks. And it's a question of how much of a sucker punch is the rising interest rate and inflationary environment having on the CEO's businesses. 131873, I'm curious tonight as to whether you're planning the trip of a lifetime at the moment or whether you've put travel off because the cost of living is getting harder and harder. That's 131873. And for that reason, I'm very interested in the performance of Flight Centre when it released its results this morning. The company revealed a loss of $20 million for the first half. Now, it is a loss, but much smaller than the pandemic-affected loss of $194 million in the same period just a year earlier. Graham Turner is the CEO of Flight Centre, and he joins me this evening on Money News. Graham, great to have you back on the show. No worries. Thank you. Graham, obviously your business has had a huge turnaround from the shocking period during the pandemic of 2020 and 2021. Do you feel business is back on track? Yeah, well, that's a tough question. Um, it's no doubt that business is improving every month, month on the month, uh, since we opened the borders. I think really uh, from last February, every month it's improved. And the next six months or the next four or five months look look uh, like doing the same thing. So, yeah, generally, we've still got a long way to go. Um, and, you know, bear in mind, in terms of lost profits and uh, losses, actual losses, uh, our company has lost $2.5 billion Australian dollars over the last uh, two and a half years. So we've got a long way to come back. Graham, we know that interest rates are rising. Um, people are certainly looking at their budgets more than they did two or three years ago. So is putting off travel something that is a priority for people now and maybe paying mortgages and school fees? And does that sort of change in spending worry you? Look, uh, inflation and, and the rising cost of living, it, 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 uh, it worries everyone, I think, to a certain extent. Generally, but um, you know, we're in two different areas of, of travel, and that's in business travel, which is corporations um, traveling for business, and uh, leisure travel, which is um, you know, obviously people going on holidays, traveling overseas, visiting friends and relatives, and that sort of thing. Now, um, the, the business travel, it's, uh, we've, we've won a lot of accounts over the last couple of years, been very active then. So, um, you know, we've got a long way to go. We, we, we've got plenty of business on the books there. For leisure travel, yeah, generally people on lower incomes are going to be the worst affected here. But generally the middle income and, and higher income people, which are probably more our traditional market, I don't think it'll be, it'll be too big a problem for them. Okay, it will be a matter of priorities. And uh, one hopes, we certainly hope that uh, travel is one of the priorities. It, it's both domestic and international travel, um, when things come back, uh, they generally are the two priorities that people want to spend on. It's hardly discretionary anymore as far as we can see. I want to harness what you said there, Graham, on business travel because you said you've got lots of business there at the moment. But do you think that the change since the pandemic of Zoom and Microsoft Teams meetings and FaceTime is going to kill off corporate travel? And if so... What sort of budget do you think that might mean to the flight centre business? 
Okay, it's a good question because we know now uh, corporate travel is back to about 70% of pre-COVID levels, uh, but we're at we're at just shy of 100%. You know, because of the business we've run, we've won. So, um, and and it's and it's still growing. It's still growing back, but we don't think it'll get back to 100% in terms of the overall market for probably a couple of years. So, you know, people will still be zooming and having virtual meetings and this sort of thing. But uh, no, we don't have any problem with the fact that the market is probably going to be a little bit smaller, uh, but uh, in the next few years anyway. But um, you know, our capacity to win business means we're just not worried about it. Now, the inflationary market won't last forever. In fact, some economists are expecting that US might be cutting interest rates later in the year, and even Australia might not be lifting rates as aggressively as some would have thought. But it certainly has harmed the travel, the travel sector. Do you think that if the inflation starts to ease, that the costs will come down in the travel sector to benefit Flight Centre? Yeah, well, look, the main reason we have, particularly in Australia and particularly international travel out of Australia, is a lack of airline seat capacity. Um, and that's what's really ca- causing the much higher airfares. You know, they're, they're at least 20, um, often 30 or 35% higher, even now, than pre-COVID. And you will have seen some fares to the Northern Hemisphere, to UK, Europe and North America uh, that, that were very, very expensive, um, particularly in December. A lot of that's come off, but it's still considerably higher. But it's, it's mainly the capacity. Capacity's coming back every month it's coming back. And uh, the Chinese carriers are coming into Australia. That They will help drive airfares down. So we predict that um, international travel out of Australia will be at about 90% by Christmas and, and the fares by that stage will have come back quite a lot. They'll still be um, somewhat more expensive than pre-COVID, perhaps 10, 15, maybe 20%. But if pre-COVID they were $1,500, $1,800, that means probably around 2000 up to $2,000 economies, say, to the UK, which is a lot better than it has been um, last, you know, particularly late last year. In, uh, in December and that, that sort of period. So in terms of numbers, Graham, what effect do you expect from the reopening of China? Look, the main thing there, the, the, I believe there are five Chinese carriers coming into Australia and they carry a lot of freight, but they also, a lot of inbound um, tourists, obviously, which is great for Australia. But they also take, um, they also tend to have discounted airfares on the way out. And they link through to North America and through to um, uh, UK Europe. So the, the 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 impact of this is bringing in lower airfares that other airlines have to compete with. So once that happens, you will see other airlines trying to fill their planes up, having to compete with this bottom, you know, the lower end of the market and the, the Chinese carriers, particularly in the economy area. Now you've done the complete opposite of discounting and going to the lower end of the market by expanding your overseas business by purchasing luxury travel brand Scott Dunn. What made you look in this area and is this going to be certainly something that shareholders will benefit from in the terms of growth? Yeah, we certainly think so. I mean, if you look at uh, Scott Dunn, it, it is in the what we call the luxury travel market. They're, they're more of a tour operator. They put, um, you, you know, they put eight or ten segments together for families and groups and uh, other high-income um, individuals. We also have our travel associates in Australia, which is um, 
a high-end brand. And this, obviously, Flight Center, which is the mass travel market brand, um, you know, we have shops as well as um, specialist areas in that as well. So in our leisure business, this um, with travel associates here and in New Zealand, with um, Scott Dunn in, in America, UK and, and Singapore as well, uh, this is a division that we really want to grow um, significantly over the next three to five years. So that's really where the strategy fits in. We, we believe it's a, you know, it's a relatively high margin market. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, there, there are plenty. The market is quite big, even though it's, it's not for everyone. Obviously, it's quite expensive. But uh, this luxury market is where we see, a, you know, quite a bright future. And it is a different part of the market as well to, uh, to Flight Centre, which is clearly mass market travel. Graham, just finally, uh, where are people going over the next 12 months? Obviously, domestic travel is the only option during the pandemic. But mm. what are you seeing the trend for travellers, especially coming into winter after we've had a very hot summer in Australia? Where are people jet-setting in the next few months and year? Well, look, one of the most popular destinations, uh, believe it or not, is the UK. And, and North America... Canada and the, uh, and the States is, quite, is also quite popular. But the, the big um, nearby destinations, obviously, are places like Auckland, which will probably be a fairly big VFR market. But Fiji and Bali are two destinations. Obviously, Asia hasn't totally reopened. You know, China's really only just coming back on, online. Same with Japan. Japan's becoming quite popular now that it's reopened. Um, but a, a fair bit of Asia is um, it's still not as popular as it was pre-COVID. So Bali and Fiji, but for the holiday makers, UK and um, the States and Canada for, uh, for the general holiday traveller. Graham Turner, Flight Centre CEO, thank you so much for joining me this evening on Money News. Thank you very much, Scott.